Ride Boys, a Swarm Run podcast. I'm Chip. And I'm Chris. And this is episode 82 of the show. In this episode, we're joined by Lars Finonger, Brett Molesbury, and Brooke Lindsley of the Swarm Run Labs for our detailed course preview of Odyssey Swarm Run's Orcas Island event. We're super stoked for this event and think that you will also be super stoked after hearing this episode. On a programmer note, we're trying to a little bit of a new format with this course preview, i.e. we're trying to be a little bit more concise. So as ever, we'd love to hear any feedback on this episode or any of our episodes. Give us a thumbs up, thumbs down. You know, just let us know how or we're doing. Or sideways thumbs. Maybe. Sideways thumbs. Um, yeah, just let us know how we're doing. But hold on to your butts because we're going to the Pacific Northwest. Hold on to your butts and your buoys. We're headed to the, the crown jewel of the Pacific Northwest, Orcas Island. Yeah. So... Odyssey Orcas Island takes place on Orcas Island in Washington. Odyssey Swim Run has set up an amazing course in the Pacific Northwest that has been on Chris and I's bucket list since it was first announced several years back. Definitely was on the 2020 list. Yes. But COVID kiboshed that. The Odyssey website describes the race as follows, and I quote, crisp inland lake swims, hauntingly beautiful forest trail runs, big mountain climbs, and stunning scenery. Around every turn, that makes this an instant fall classic. Yeah. Well, they had us sold at crisp. Yeah, you had us at crisp. <laughs> um, so, so there's a lot of details that go into this course. This is a very what what would be considered a quote unquote run heavy swim run race. Definitely. Um, so we asked course designer and race director Brent Molesbury to come on the show and essentially give us his thoughts on the region, Orcas Island, and how he came up with this course. Thanks for having us on, Low Tide Boys, to talk about the Odyssey Orcas Island Swim Run. For anyone looking for a beautiful and challenging swim run course, I highly recommend coming out and joining us on Orcas. The course highlights the natural beauty of Orcas Island and the San Juans with lots of trail running, lots of up and down, beautiful old growth forest rocky summits up on Mount Constitution and swims in both beautiful mountain lakes and down in the bay in very cold salt water. When we were looking at designing this course, we wanted to highlight all of the features that Orcas Island and in particular Moran State Park have. And so we looked at the trails and the lakes and came up with a course that optimizes your time in the woods The only time you will see pavement on this course is at the very start down in Rosario Resort, and it's only about a mile of pavement. The rest of the course is single track trail and some logging roads up on the higher portions of the mountain. The swims on the long course include a swim down in Rosario Bay, which is part of East Sound on Orcas Island. You'll also swim in Cascade Lake, Mountain Lake, and the two Twin Lakes. The short course will get to take advantage of all of those swims except for the Twin Lakes. The long course not only summits Mount Constitution, the highest point in the San Juans at just over 2,400 vertical feet, but it also goes up Mount Pickett, which is a beautiful, remote, wooded hilltop just to the east of Mount Constitution. For those who love trails and are kind of more of the mountain goat type, the Orcas Island race is perfect for you. Lots of up and down, lots of technical trail running. This is definitely a course for people that like climbing. Well, Chipper, I'm, I'm 
surprised that Brent can be so chill about that description because it sounds <laughs> awesome. It is. He... He, I think he's just reserved in his excitement. I think he's just spoiled because he, you know, can go out he there. Is, and it's in his wants. backyard. Yeah. So, so, so there you go. I mean, I think that was the that was the elevator sales pitch, right? There. Yeah, I think it worked. So, so traveling to Orcas Island is pretty tricky. So we asked Brent to share with us all the logistics that participants will want to have lined up before race day. If you haven't got your ferry ticket, better get it now. Go. All right, Brent, take it away. So before you can travel to Orcas Island, you first have to get to Washington State. If you are flying, there are three options for getting here. The most common is the Seattle-Tacoma International Airport, with multiple flights from multiple destinations every day. A second and less commonly used option is flying to Payne Field in Everett, Washington. Particularly if you're on the West Coast, there are multiple flights on Alaska Airlines that come into and out of Payne Field every day. The advantage of flying into Everett is that it's about an hour further north and closer to the ferry terminal in Anacortes than the Seattle-Tacoma airport is, and you don't have to drive through Seattle, so there's less traffic issues. The third option is to fly into Bellingham, which is only about 45 minutes from Anacortes, and a much smaller airport, easier to get into and out of. For all three airports, if you're renting vehicles, make sure to allow plenty of time to get to and from the ferry terminal in Anacortes. If you're flying into Seattle, I would recommend at least two hours drive time from SeaTac to Anacortes. From Everett, it's about an hour and 15 minutes, and from Bellingham, it's about 45 minutes to the ferry terminal in Anacortes. So now let's talk about where the race will be headquartered. The 2021 Odyssey Orcas Island Swim Run will be headquartered out of Rosario Resort on the shores of East Sound on Orcas Island. This is a beautiful resort with a number of lodging options and dining options for racers. In order to get to race headquarters at Rosario Resort and get to Orcas Island, there are a few different options. One option, and the most common, is to take a ferry from Anacortes, Washington to Orcas Island. In order to get on the ferries, you will want a reservation. You can just go to the Washington State Ferries website and look under reservations. The way the reservation system works is a little interesting because they reserve the boat in blocks. The first block is currently available for sailing to Orcas Island, and that is a 30% of the boat available for reservations. The second block comes available two weeks prior to the day you want to sail, and that's at 7 a.m. Pacific time. So if you tried to make a reservation for a vehicle to come to Orcas, it says it's currently unavailable, check again two weeks prior to the day you want to come out, and you will probably be able to get a reservation at that point because another 30% of the boat becomes available then. Another 30% of the boat comes available two days prior to your sailing. So if you're really in a bind and don't have reservations as you're getting close to your travels up this way, check again two days prior to your sailing. And again, that comes available at 7 a.m. The other option for getting up to Orcas Island is taking a flight. You can utilize Kenmore Airlines out of Seattle and you can get a 10% discount by using the code SWIMRUN2021. Kenmore has two different flight options. One is a wheeled plane from Boeing Field that will take you to the Orcas Island Airport, which is about a 15-minute taxi ride from Rosario Resort. 
The other option is to take a float plane that will take off from Lake Union in Seattle and land right at Rosario Resort. Both options, if you have reservations, they will provide shuttles from the Seattle-Tacoma airport to either Boeing Field or Lake Union. If time is of the essence, this is a fantastic option for getting to and from Orcas Island. Many different ways to to get there. I wish I would have known about the seaplane option. I like the seaplane option. That sounds pretty pretty bad. Probably pretty baller. I'm sure 10% off of of, is not going to move the needle too much on that. (laughs) So, I mean, cool cool that they're hooking it up with a little discount discount code there. But the moral of the story here is book your travel uh, well in advance and your lodging on Orcas Island and plan to book your ferry ticket when they become available. So they break it up in different sections. So you want to make sure... You kind of got. It sounds like you really got to be on top of that. Um, but if you are a procrastinator and you wait till last minute, doesn't make you a bad person. Okay. Doesn't make you a bad person. But you had. There's one last option. So you want to make sure you get that, or you're going to be uh, flying a puddle jumper over there or something. Yeah, and if you do, just let us know how that. Take some photos because that yeah. sounds. That Ta- sounds tag us awesome. in those Instagrams because I, I definitely want to see what what that looks like. <laughs> So let's move on to what everyone really wants to hear, which is the leg-by-leg course breakdown. As with their previous course preview episodes, we recommend having a copy of the course map handy so you can follow along and start visualizing what you can expect on race day. That being said, as with a lot of summer events, the distances are approximate and might change on race day. So be prepared for that and, you know, just give everything like ish as we as we go through this. Yes, there's going to be some pluses or minuses on those distances yeah. and all that stuff. So, without further ado, here are the main stats for Orcas Island. So, the long course has a total of 24 and a quarter miles with 3.5 miles of swimming and around 6,110 feet of elevation gain. Oh, yeah. Let me repeat that again. 6,110 feet of elevation gain on the run. And that's if you that's run sporty. straight. That's if you run straight and don't, <laughs> and don't uh, make, your, make your own switchbacks or something. The short course is a total of 12.3 miles with two miles of swimming and elevation gain coming in around 2,152 feet. So, like Chris mentioned earlier, this is what we consider a quote-unquote run-heavy swim-run course and especially a a trail running or a more technical run course. Yeah, so so just to tee up the leg-by-leg breakdown, we asked uh, race director Lars Fenonger to share with us sort of an overview of both courses because we're going to be breaking down both the short course and the long course for everyone. Here's Lars. Chipper and Chris, thank you for the opportunity to talk to everyone about Orcas Island Swim Run. It's going to be our third year having this race in 2021, and we are completely uh, excited about that or in the world of the low tide boys we're super stoked so um the long course is a beast to say the least it is 24 and a quarter miles total that's going to be uh just under 21 miles of running trail running lots of elevation and uh three and a half miles of swimming and for the short course, it's going to be a total of uh, 12 and a half miles. That's 10 and a half miles of running and two miles of swimming. The elevation gain on the long course is a scant uh, 6,000 feet. And on the short course is 2,100 feet. So pack your climbing legs. So let's uh, dive into the long and short course. 
Thank you for that, Lars. He was also kind enough to share extra details about the start and finish location for this year's race and some signage on the course. Yeah. So take it away, Lars, with that, since this is different from past Orcas Island races. So at the uh, Rosario Resort finish line area, we uh, will have, again, this is a new finishing location, starting location this year, but uh, we'll have uh, great food for you. We'll have uh, some local craft beverages that are going to be avail- available. Uh, the can- the Rosario Resort area is just its stunning, uh, very beautiful, great area for families. Uh, young kids, if they're around, they'll have lots of opportunities to, to play out there uh, on their grassy fields. Um, they're, uh, it, it's just a, a fantastic area and uh, in, in venue for a start-finish uh, location. Um, you know, in terms of just other, uh, heads up things to be heads up for on the race, uh, the, the signage that we have out there, we use Odyssey, uh, flagging tape, which serve as guide points along the run. That just means when you see ribbons out on the course, you know, that you're in the uh, going the right way. They're essentially called confidence arrows. Um, when you come to an intersection that that we want you to make a specific decision. We'll have stakes in the ground with a directional arrow. Again, it'll be an Odyssey branded sign. And then for those swim exits, uh, you'll be looking for a 10 foot uh, hot pink teardrop flag. So that's the signage that you'll be looking for out there on the course. And in terms in terms of aid stations that we have on the course, and all of this is very well marked on our course maps that are on our odysseyswimrun.com website. But uh, at those aid stations, we'll have precision hydration, the 1,000 strength, strength, which is an electrolyte replacement. Uh, we want to keep it cramp-free and replace those uh, electrolytes as you'll be sweating a lot in your wetsuit, uh, even if it's one of those uh, cold Pacific Northwest days. And then um, we'll have gels out there as well and some kind of solid food. Um, at packet pickup, we will provide a reusable cup, which, uh, you can stash in your wetsuit along the way. And, um, uh, we do, we will not have any paper or plastic cups though out on the course at the aid station. So you'll need to either use that reusable cup or you can bring, uh, some other kind of hydration, um, pack that you, that you might have as well. Well, that was really helpful, I think, from Lars, just to kind of tee up, let you know what you're going to expect. Now, yeah. he Lars did give us uh, a little bit of an annotated leg-by-leg breakdown, but the audio was a little scratchy. So Chipper and I have essentially sort of memorized what he said and put it down into the annotated show notes that we have for you. So if you follow along, we're literally going to be going through the long course, and we'll go through the short course separately, abbreviated, because a lot of the short course... Um, similar to the, to the long course, and we'll let you know where, where that's different. Um, but yeah, so we're just going to essentially take what Lars told us, what we've heard from Brent, what we've heard from Aaron, and what we've heard from John. Uh, Stevens. Yep, over over the last few months about the race, and we're just going to do this ourselves. So recommended application of listening to this podcast. We pull up the, the, race, the race map on, you know, Head on over to to odysseyswimrun.com slash orcas, pull up the race map there, kind of listen to it. And I, I find it really helpful. And we this is kind of something we practice yeah. or we do before the race, actually, like the night before. 
Uh, we kind of go through each leg. We follow the map along, sort of discuss the plan a little bit. Uh, so that's a really helpful way that we've found yep. to kind of use this podcast and the race map to get yourself pretty familiar and oriented with the race. Yeah, you know, if you've heard some of our previous episodes the best thing you can do is be as mentally prepared as possible for these things, whether it's Susie Moonen talking about it or, or others. Um, you know, think about what you're going to do when, and hopefully this is helpful to you, but obviously you got to run your own race. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. So run one starts at Rosario Resort. That's where the race starts this year. The run is 1.05 miles. So you got to get ready for the hills from the get-go. And there's going to be hills along the course, so it sounds like right out of the gate, you're just get, get ready. Six thousand yeah. feet of elevation, it's got it. You're going to see hills. Start somewhere. Just, just be, <laughs> be ready. It's going to start from from the from the beginning. There, uh, the section's also very technical, so maybe don't blast out of the gate. Take it easy. Be a little reserved. Race your own race. Uh, don't get kind of swept up in the beginning of it, and yep. then off to the Cascade Bay Swim. Yes. So so you'll want to be warmed up. I think, um, you know, Lars mentioned this in the YouTube uh, talk that they did about orcas, but the first swim, this is this is the Casco Bay Swim, which is in the Cascade. ocean. The, sorry. <laughs> this is the Cascade Bay Swim. This is in the ocean. The water's going to be about 10 degrees colder than on the rest of the course. So, you know, it's going to be cold. It's going to sting your face. So you want to make sure that you're warmed up for this essentially 275-meter, 300-yard swim. Um, my recommendation, this, no one else is saying this but me here, is consider wearing earplugs so that you don't get disoriented from the cold water in your inner ear. You could also put on an extra swim cap that you can stash afterwards or dispose at the next aid station. Just anything to give you a little bit more warmth up top. Um, and, yeah, just... You know, definitely, definitely no dogging in and out of that one. You just want to get in and get it over with. So once you get out of the Cascade Base Swim, you have your quote-unquote chill run uh, that will take you 0.9 miles to so just shy of a mile there. It's a big uphill right when you get out of the start. And then from there, it seems fairly relaxed over to your next swim. Yeah, so so Cascade Lake Swim number one is about 317 yards or 290 meters. There isn't. It's a pretty straight swim. There isn't anything too much technical. You want to look for the bright pink flags at the end. And then right after that swim, you go into a short 0.75-mile sort of perimeter perimeter run along Cascade Lake heading into swim number two. So after that perimeter run, you come to your third swim of the day, which is your second longest swim of the day, 850 meters or 930 yards. Yeah, and uh, after that swim, you have a – pretty short run again on cascade lake that's 0.35 miles and that takes you to the 10 footish cliff jump that takes you into swim number four or the third swim at cascade lake um now that cliff jump is optional you can you can climb down the rocks and jump in but from what we've heard from lars and brent and others um probably much quicker if you just jump off because it's actually pretty sketchy to get to climb down the rocks to get into the water so you know just just jump in. You're not. You can't be tethered. Uh, our recommendation is that you put put the pool buoy between your legs and kind of do like a torpedo feet first thing. Hold on to your goggles and stuff so you don't have a yard sale. And then yeah, then you just go into Cascade Lake Swim number three, which isn't very technical. It's 550 meters or 563 yards, um, and then that takes you uh, to 
to R5, which is a 2.5-mile run, which takes you from basically from Cascade Lake to Mountain Lake. So that will take you to your first swim in Mountain Lake. And this will be your longest swim of the day, coming in at 885 meters or 968 yards. So it might be a little bit hard to see the swim exit when you start the swim. But rest assured, keep going. It will appear. <laughs> yeah. Look for those bright pink teardrop flags yep. that Lars mentioned earlier in the episode as well. Yeah, and, th- and there might be a strobe here. So we know that they were talking about maybe putting some strobe lights on the course to help to help with sighting. So that's just one you would want to look out for. But get some clarity on that before the race. That takes you into basically a very what we're calling R6, which is Mount Lake Mini Island Hop. It's very quaint, 130 feet. Just keep your goggles on since you're just going to, you know, basically running back into the water. And that takes you to the Mountain Lake Mini Swim, S6, which is essentially a 55-yard swim. Um, yeah, and then you're done with Mountain Lake for a while. Yes. Now for the fun begins. Your seventh run of the day is Mount Constitution. So according to the race map we have here, it looks like there's availability to take some aid. Uh, So you want to make sure you're topping up on your fluids and your fuel. As Lars mentioned, uh, they have precision hydration products, SIS uh, products as well, and some quote-unquote regular real food as well before you start the 4.5-mile trek up Mount Constitution. So you want to make sure you have a plan for this run and you have your nutrition and hydration kind of dialed in. Uh, this is going to take a considerable amount of time, so you want to make sure you, you're taking on calories. This, yeah, I think I think uh, John said it might be like a 30-minute. A 30-minute endeavor. So yeah. prepare yourself for that. It could be a hike. This is also a great time when you might want to consider cabbing down. So depending on how hot you get when you run in your wetsuit, you might want to think about cabbing down, which means peeling it all the way down to your waist. So you peel the shoulders off. You and your partner can... Do this whilst you're hiking up. Whoever's in front can cab them down, and, and you'll, do a, you'll do switch there. Um, it's straight uphill, so there's not much relief. Power hiking is going to be your friend. And on the flip side of that, what goes up must come back down, so there are pretty steep downhills on the way down to Twin Lakes. Yeah, so when you're done busting your quads up, <laughs> you, you, you get to S7, which is a Twin Lakes swim number one, which is essentially a 300-yard swim, 275 meters. There's going to be large uh, pink teardrop flags at the swim, exit, the swim exit. This lake might actually be a little bit colder than the other lakes because it's a little bit higher up. So you want to be mindful of that. But it honestly, the water might feel delightful after all the climbing you just did on, on Mount Constitution. From there, R8 is a super short run from one twin lake to the other it's 0.15 miles and that'll lead you right into swim swim eight which is the second swim on twin lakes which is 100 meters or 110 yards ish so you might have thought your your running and the hard part of the running was over but surprise mount Pickett is here for you <laughs> waiting and this is not as steep as mount constitution but it is a long steady gradual climb This is the most remote part of the course that you heard Brent mention earlier in the show. So you could get a little bit chilly in this section. So this course seems like it's going to throw a lot at you. Really cold, maybe getting really hot hiking up. So you want to make sure you know your kind of go-to things for either getting warmer, maybe putting your swim cap back on, zipping your wetsuit all the way up, and then how to get rid of some heat. 
calving down, zipping down, taking taking your cap off, whatever. Make sure you have these things kind of dialed in, or at least a plan uh, for when your your body temp starts to starts to swing. Here, this is also a great area to take nutrition and hydration here uh, before you get or on your way to Mountain Lake for the second time. Yeah, so back at Mountain Lake for S nine. 618 yards or 565 meters. The start of the swim is essentially the end of a short course swim. So you want to be mindful there might be a little bit of two-way traffic there. Uh, Maybe not, though, depending on what point you are, you know, how long it's taking you or whatever. Um, The aid station at the end of the swim uh, is important because it's the last aid station before the finish. So you want to make sure that after this swim, you're topping off whatever you're doing, grabbing some gels or whatever it is. And that'll lead into a short Mount Lake perimeter run of just 0.75 miles. So from there, you're hopping back into Mount Lake for a third time for swim number 10. There's a really cool rope swing at the start of the swim. So take it. If take you it want. if you want. <laughs> Leave it if you don't want it. Just don't become a fail video. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't, yeah, totally. Uh, this swim clocks in at 355 meters or three. Translated over to 388 yards. And then from there, that's going to take you on your mountain lake perimeter run that is 0.5 miles, leading back into the fourth time into mountain lake. And that's a relatively uneventful 385-meter swim or 421 yards. So this is your fourth mountain lake swim. You should be feeling pretty comfortable. Understand what's going on. So this one should be your best mountain lake swim of the day. That's Chipper's prediction. Yeah, and that's that's a good prediction because R12, you have a little tiny, another mini island hop. It's only 225 yards, uh, up 225, excuse me, it's even shorter, 225 feet long. According to Brent, this is a pretty little island. So enjoy that, you know, while you're on there for, for two seconds. Um, and that'll lead into the final mountain lake swim number five, which is 355 yards or 325 meters. So, you know, by this point, you've done your best swim, as Chipper mentioned, swim four. Swim five is just a victory lap to get the hell out of Mountain Lake. <laughs> you're sick of Mountain Lake by now. <laughs> and you're like, get me the hell out of here. Let's run back to Cascade Lake. So we're going to take a 3.75-mile run. So you're gonna, you might see some racers here going in the other direction. So there could be some, some two, two-way traffic here. It's pretty much all downhill. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so your quads are going to be screaming, no doubt. On to your last swim of the day. Yeah, so the last swim is Cascade Lake, swim number four in that lake. This is swim 13 overall for a 793-yard or 725-meter swim. And what can you say? It's the final swim of the day. You're going to crush it, right? Everyone crushes their final swim. That leads into the final run, which you run back to Rosario Resort and pizza and beers and the adoration of your fellow swim run community, which is a mile run to just blow it out. If Le- you have anything Leave it left. all out there. Empty the tank, as they say. <laughs> so, so we don't want to leave out the short coursers. So we are doing an abbreviated short course like breakdown because a lot of the legs are the same so if you look at a map you'll see that where everything really changes is you only hang out on mountain lake for essentially uh two swims before you start coming back so once you're leaving cascade lake everything's the same when you get up to mount lake you're going to kind of take a different turn you'll have a 55 yard swim then you'll have a mini island hop that's 130 feet 
And then you'll have a second Mount Lake swim, which is 485 meters or 530 yards. And then you'll just run back to Cascade Lake and do everything that the long course does till you get to Rosario, which will be R8. And then you're done. And then you're done. And here's some final thoughts from race director Lars Vanonger about Orca's swim run. Take it away, Lars. So just like with our Casco Bay course, the Orcas Island course is a what's called an Utila uh, merit race, which means that you can earn points if you are interested in uh, accruing points in a ranking in the Utila World Series, um, which ultimately could mean uh, qualification to the Utila uh, World Championships over in Stockholm, Sweden. So um, it the Odyssey Orcas uh, race is, is uh, popular uh, in that regard, in that uh, it's it's a very challenging course and is going to uh, absolutely rock you to the core. Uh, in the past, we've had rainy days, we've had uh, sunny days, so you just have to come in as fit as possible. Uh, if you don't live in a hilly area, definitely start getting onto a stairmaster um, to uh, to get your quads beat up to uh, to know what that sensation is going to feel like. Uh, if you live in a hilly area, definitely hit the hills this summer. But uh, can't wait to see you the uh, end of September. And uh, Chipper and Chris, back to you guys. Thanks so much for this opportunity. All right. Well, thanks, Lars. I feel like everyone knows what they need to do here, Chipper. Fine. Run to the hills and run up them and <laughs> down them. Run to the hills. That's what I was... That's what you were thinking? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's my falsetto voice, by the way, people. Um, so... If that wasn't enough, we have a good friend of ours, Brooke, from the Swim Run Labs. We asked her to come on to just give us her sort of take on how you would approach preparing for a race like this from a participant perspective. We've heard it from the race theoretical perspective, but now here's Brooke to give us her gems of wisdom. Drop some gems, Brooke. Hi, this is Brooke from Team Swim Run Labs. And I'm just going to share with you how I trained for Orcas Island long course a couple years ago. Um, So I think some of the things that make the Orcas Island course unique to other swim run courses that I have raced are the single track technical trails, lots of rocks, lots of roots, um, can be kind of wet and slippery in the Pacific Northwest, especially up on the top of Mount Constitution or Mount Pickett. And then also just the vertical gain. So I think for the long course, there's about 6,000 foot vertical gain. So I tried to incorporate these two elements into my training. So I'd start it off with just a regular kind of base swim run training where I do three swims, three runs, um, a swim run, and then two strength and agility sessions a week. And... um, One of those three runs would be focused on speed work, and then I'd alternate that with um, hill repeats. But specific to Orcas, I really struggle with going quickly downhill, unlike my race partner, Annie, who is just a speed demon on the downhill and has, on many occasions, completely pulled me off my feet and onto my face when we've been descending big climbs. So Um, I went to, I found like the most technical trail I could over here in Eastern Washington where I'm training and I would power hike to the top and time myself running as fast as I could downhill. 
and then repeat that and just try to get faster and faster on each descent. And that for me was the most um, kind of race specific agility training that I could do almost better than anything I could come up with in terms of doing ladders or something in the gym. Um, Also way more fun because you're outside. And then the other component of Orcas is just the vertical gain. And so um, I found another little spot where there's a swim and immediately a climb out of the swim. And I just remember on the short course, um, there being quite a few spots like this where you get done with a swim and then you'd have to just immediately um, run uphill. So I did a few repeats of like a nice long um, kind of more moderate pace swim. And then I would get out and immediately maybe go fast on the uphill and then take it kind of easy on the downhill, go back to a swim. And then I maybe take it easy on the uphill and to try to do a fast descent. And I just did um, that on repeat to get as much vert as I could and just get my body used to being um, transitioning from that swim to, to a steep climb. And one thing that a coach um, had me do, which I found really helpful is he would have me do a swim run that kind of mimicked different portions of the course. So I remember dividing the course into thirds and then um, doing a swim run that weekend that mimicked the distances and the elevation and the train as much as possible for that portion of the course. And then on my longer swim runs, I might combine two of those thirds to do the first two thirds of the course or the last two thirds of the course. And I found this particularly helpful for Orcas because there are um, in the latter half of the course of the long course, there are a couple of your longest runs, I think like around four to five miles each run um, divided by maybe a couple swims. And so, you know, at that point in the race, when you're pretty fatigued, it's good to just get your muscle memory to be able to endure some longer runs um, under that fatigue. So that's how I trained for Orcas. I think it worked pretty well. It was still a really challenging race, but we did pretty good in the end. And I wish you all luck with your training for Orcas and look forward to seeing you. Bye. Sound advice from Brooke, as always. Gems. Just plenty, plenty of great, plenty of great knowledge there. I love dividing the course up into thirds and kind of mm-hmm. tackling it that way is, is a really good way. And that's also going to be a good way to kind of help when you're actually racing it is kind of like I've done this first chunk of work. Yep. And I've done the training for it, so check that off the list. Now, on to this. I remember specifically because this workout on Saturday, whatever, boom, here's this next chunk, Yep. and boom, there you go. Yeah, so, yeah, and I think maybe a good way to break it up is, if you're thinking about it at home, is kind of start through Cascade Lakes, then sort of Mount Lakes, and then up Mount Constitution, and then back the other side. So there's a lot of different ways that you can you can split this up. And I love the idea of trying to simulate this in training if you can, just to get a sense of, you know, the longest swims aren't ridiculously long, but still swimming about a thousand yards a couple times. So you want to make sure that, you know, you're, you're prepared for that. But yeah, I mean, I'm super stoked for this. I'm I'm very excited, very excited for this. It is going to be a new challenge. Uh, with a heavy, heavy trail emphasis that I'm, yeah. that I'm really excited to, to Which is, which to is what, 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 I mean, when I brought this up to you when they first that announced it, that was the most attractive it, thing I think, I think we had just done Orcas, and I was like, hey, this is the one I want to do next because of all the climbing. So, and you were like, okay. <laughs> or uh, we just did Casco. <laughs> just as Casco, yeah, yeah sorry. Um, and uh, yeah, so Orcas was, was 
it was on our list and as chipper mentioned at the beginning we were going to do this last year but you know covid and stuff but we're doing it this year we're doing it it's happening this year so join us orcas island we'll see you there thank you for listening to the low tide boys a swim run podcast Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review on iTunes if you're so inclined. You can also sign up for our newsletter at lowtideboys.com. That's boys with a Z. And check out our meme page at the Low Tide Boys on Instagram. If you have any questions or suggestions for the show, drop us an email at lowtideboys at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Writing Easy Records for our show music and, of course, our wives for their support and tolerance of our swim run activities, hobbies, and other bullshit we do. <laughs> Finally, you can support our efforts on Patreon. Until next time, get out there and go for a swim. And then a run. And then another swim. Then another run. And then another swim. And then run to the finish line. And just keep going until you're done. Yes. Or until run you to cross the, or, the finish line. Or run to the car. Or run to your car. Somewhere. Just keep running. Peace. Peace.